Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the First Fridays podcast brought to you by thegodcollection.com and shout out to all the listeners on SoundCloud. Today I'm going to do a little something different because it's been a tough past several days for hip-hop and also globally just the things that are happening around the world and in the spirit of mindfulness I just wanted to do a different podcast to where we could think about mindfulness and what it means I'm going to break it down so this is mindfulness with Aaliyah Naima first and foremost I just want to say rest in peace to rapper take off one third of the Migos and most recently part of the duo Quavo and Takeoff. So those who have not heard the news, uh, Takeoff is one of the biggest rappers right now. I'm sure he's a lot of people's favorite rapper right now. The Migos is a part of um a huge movement in hip-hop, a transition in hip-hop and just the way rappers rap now. Um, the Migos were really influential in that and uh, they became one of the biggest groups because of it. Their style of dress, their charismatic flow, and uh, most recently, Take Off and Quavo released an album and everyone was really looking forward to what it was going to do. As far as the numbers, the sales, how it's going to compare to Offset's release of his next solo album, how that album is going to compare to Migos' overall sales. And also, people just really want to see, well, people wanted to see the Migos piece it up and maybe see if we can get a project from the three group members again. And now that takeoff is gone it's just not possible anymore there's no reconciliation for the dead so it's a really tough loss so condolences to the family and friends of takeoff it it's an unfortunate incident that occurred in houston where he was shot and killed and in the spirit of mindfulness i don't really want to get into the details about how this happened why it happened but the fact of the matter is that it happened and he's dead now and mindfulness is all about feeling the feels feeling your feelings in the moment and acknowledging them so I just want to give a few seconds of silence not only for takeoff, but also for everyone who was lost in the crowd surge in Seoul, Korea. I'm gonna do a 10 second moment of silence. Rest in peace to all those who were lost 
I'm going to take a music break and play a track from Takeoff's 2018 project. The name of the album is called Glass Rocket. The name of this track is None to Me. So keep it locked right here. You're listening to the First Fridays podcast at thegodcollection.com. The sexual glory that goes with all of that, apparently, it was represented in this. We're crazy. You know the culture way we created. It's more than the lifestyle. I spend this money, but it's nothing to me. But it's nothing to me. Designer clothes, it ain't nothing to me. And I thought on my day one. That they coming with me. Tryna make a whip for gang so we all can eat. Drinking red every since they took that purple from me. Stuckin' bed, I can't move, cut it serve on me. She hit the cup, I asked her, did she bite the earl on me? Every time I like get a pop, made me wanna drop some. Like looking at my money stacked, the water whip ain't bought one. Not that I can't get one, or not that I don't want one. So, but if you even got it, I won't have time to drive one. Thinking about that La Ferrari, about to go and find one. Had a dream about a sky dweller, then I woke up and went and bought one. The feeling ain't the same, can't explain it, being got one. When it's rocked around your wrist, I can't explain it. Some people let their money change them. Ain't nothing rather be rich than be famous. I seen it with my own eyes. My brother changed up on me for dead guys. Can't look him in his face cause he got red eyes. Far from high, no he a demon. When I found out he was scamming. Looking at that footage gave me the red eyes. I can believe it. It's all good. It's your who down for me. I spend his money, but it's nothing to me. But it's nothing to me. Designer clothes, it ain't nothing to me. And I thought on my day one that they coming with me. Tryna make a whip for gang so we all can eat. Drinking red ever since they took that purple from me. Stuck in bed, I can't move, cut it serve on me. She hit the cup, I asked her, did she bite the earl on me? The song you just heard was called None To Me by Takeoff off of his album titled The Last Rocket. Now, as we proceed and I digress, we're going to get back on the topic of mindfulness. Now, because this is thegodcollection.com, we're going to see what the Bible has to say about that. Now, the blog on thegodcollection.com has made the website one of the top performing websites in the field of mental health and life coaching. And for those who may not have checked it out yet, it's a weekly comprehensive Bible study um, with a theme that typically is controversy to the church, um, aka the people, the people who attend church and people who are just walking around the earth. You know, we are the church. We are the people who make up the church. So whether you go into the four walls of a particular building to worship and have fellowship or you worship and fellowship in your home or out in your community, we are all the church. So this particular week, I just so happened to write a Bible study about mindfulness on October 30th, and today is November 4th. Typically, I pre-record this podcast in advance, but in the spirit of mindfulness, 
it's about being in the moment. And I wanted to record this pod on this particular day just to reflect on the lives that were lost, um, take off, and also the folks in Seoul, Korea. And I know that others are, are grieving around the world for the things that are happening in different parts of every country. So condolences to everyone who is mourning right now. So for those of you who maybe don't enjoy reading, some folks don't really like to read or, you know, let's just keep it real. Some people cannot read. There are some challenges there as far as literacy. So I'm just going to go ahead and go over the latest Bible study that I did on mindfulness because literacy problems should not stop you from hearing a good word from the Lord, okay? So I looked up some scriptures and found out some things that had relation or some kind of connectivity to mindfulness. And so I wanted to see what the Bible says about mindfulness. Now, something about life coaching and also in the field of psychology, there are different therapy treatments that someone could use to work through a problem And mindfulness is one of the techniques that life coaches and other mental health professionals use just to be in tune with the moment, to focus on your feelings. Sometimes things can be so fleeting. You know, we we see the news and even if it's tragic news, we just scroll right past it afterwards and turn the TV on or turn the channel or just move on to other conversations. And this is why I just wanted to do this podcast in this particular way so that we can really reflect on how we feel about what's been happening. So in the world full of uncertainty and ever-changing circumstances, it can be difficult to relax your mind. So there are some hyperachievers like me Um, and the restless who will focus on the next thing to accomplish. And you may think and feel like you cannot rest until that latest project is finished. And I definitely had a problem with that for quite some time. I would stay up late nights, early mornings, the sun is coming up, I'm working on a project and was always focused on what I can do next. And it made it difficult to really appreciate and enjoy the moment that I was in and celebrate those victories that have already happened, even if they're small victories, just having a chance to appreciate and honor not only what I've achieved, but also what I've been through and what I've overcome. So when we're working hyperachiever, we're restless, what does that mean for the present moment that you're experiencing right now? Well, Matthew 6 and 34, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible, it says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So there are times when it is appropriate to think about the future, like when you're setting up a retirement plan like a college fund for yourself or your children or even an inheritance, you know, those who are going through probate, you know, they can understand what it's like to have to battle for estate and property and it could cause a lot of stress. So it's good to have your affairs in order in advance. You know, even the matters of life and death when it comes to life support even, it's good to plan those things out 
ahead of time with your loved ones, but it's certainly not something that should burden your everyday life or keep you up all night. So the Bible is telling us to let those matters have their own set time. The present is the here and now for you to be in the moment. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, be anxious for nothing. In another translation of the Bible, it'll say, uh, be careful for nothing or don't worry about anything. This is what the scripture is talking about. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So if you're dealing with a challenging situation, what is worrying going to do about it? You know, letting go of your worries is easier said than done, but there are benefits to avoid the worry and the anxiety that your circumstances are causing. So anxiety, for example, it can cause stress, high blood pressure, and just overall poor mental health. So imagine the solutions that can arise from just having a clear mind. God would rather have you pray about your situation and take the time to meditate or be thoughtful about your needs in that moment. So trust yourself to develop a clear path to meet your needs. It may not be the time to do anything just yet or act on anything just yet. Just first think before you act. And prayer can create that peaceful peaceful atmosphere in the meantime. Not only for your own self-care, but also to come up with a resolution or something that you need in this moment. Sometimes maybe you just need to reach out to someone and have a conversation with your friends, your family. Sometimes you need to take a day for self-care. Get your nails did, hair did, everything did. You know, maybe a massage, maybe just take a walk, take in the sights, you know, whatever it is that you like to do. Sometimes we need that moment to just focus on our feelings and what we actually need in that moment. Sometimes that anxiety and that stress and that worry about tomorrow, that worry about what am I going to do about this situation later, although it is important, you don't want to cause yourself anxiety, stress, high blood pressure, bad health by worrying about that thing. Continuous worry is bad for your health and it's not going to help you come up with a solution to that answer. So give yourself that care that you need to be present in the moment and your feelings. If you are anxious, if you are worried, acknowledge that. Give yourself a moment to feel and have compassion for yourself in all situations. And that peace of mind, that clarity that you have in your mind can help you find not only solutions, but also just bring a whole body calm. It's a practice. In John 14, 27, it says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. 
So God can give you peace even when your circumstances are a typical cause for chaos. The things in and of the world have a way of distorting and distracting you from your highest needs. The distractions can be so powerful that you have a challenging time identifying what makes you happy. I remember I was watching an interview with Big Sean and he was saying he did have a a challenging time thinking about what makes him happy. And I'm sure he's not the only one, especially me, who is a human doing. I was a human doing, you know, my love, my life coaching philosophy and a lot of others. And a lot of mindfulness practices and other therapeutic practices. I mean, we focus on being a human being instead of a human doing. Sometimes we're just doing so many things, doing doing so many tasks. We're not even being authentic to ourselves. Sometimes we're doing things that other people want us to do or other people expect us to do. Whether it's your family or society, you're doing things that other people think you should be doing or the expectations, living up to the expectations of your parents, for example, following in someone else's footsteps instead of being mindful. Sometimes we just have to be mindful and take that time to think about, is this something that I even enjoy doing? Is this something that I've always set myself out to do? When we're getting so caught up in just the doings of life, we can often forget what are the things that actually make us happy. We're just doing tasks. We're just trying to accomplish the next goal. Well, what brings you peace? What brings you joy and happiness? What do you like? And these are not rhetorical questions. You know, these are questions that I have to think about and figure out the answer. And these are things that I encourage you to think about so that you know how to answer. What makes you happy? What do you really want? out of life what do you like about yourself when's the last time you've given yourself some compliments or credit for just who you are not even necessarily what you've done I remember someone told me I was really impressed by the things that he's accomplished in life and I was complimenting on it but he almost didn't take it like a compliment You know, he's saying, well, these are just things that are on my resume. These are things that look good on a piece of paper. But what about me? Like who I am? Do you like who I am? And I equated them to be the same. Well, I'm impressed by who you are because of what you've done. And there's a difference. And that was an interesting lesson that day. They had to really think about that. What separates us from the things that we do? Who are you? without the things that you've done. So what do you like about yourself? Taking away the things that you've done or the things that you've accomplished, what do you like about who you are? What makes you authentic? What makes you different from everyone else? How do you keep it real with yourself? Do you keep it real with yourself? about your current circumstances, about what you really like, what you really want out of life, and do the things that you do even align? What are you about? Your values? 
I'm knowing I'm asking a lot of questions and it can be hard to to focus on the answer and which answer which question to answer I get that just take the present moment to get clarity on what makes you a human being and not a human doing So just as a reflection, because this is something that I want to work on and this is something that I think will be beneficial to everyone. In the spirit of mindfulness, I'll just leave you with one question. What do you like about yourself? Not what you've done, but who you are. I'm going to leave it there. So shout out to all the listeners at thegodcollection.com. Shout out to the SoundCloud listeners. Pardon the interruptions from the construction that's going on in the background. And uh, I'm not even going to tell you to enjoy your Friday. Because this might not even be an enjoyable time for you. Or maybe it is. So either way. I hope you do find the answer to that question. What do you like about yourself? And if you figure out the answer, or even if you don't just yet, we'll be back for another one, and another one, and another one. And we out.